filter. This is One Blunt Woman with Wanda Means. I'm Wanda Means. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. I'm the author of my blog, JesusDivorceAndOver40.com. And I have a special guest today. Kevin, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Am I your special guest? You're always my special guest, Kevin. <laughs> I'm always I've missed here. you. It's been a couple weeks, but I had to get my son graduated from high school. Congratulations, by the way, I'm to Richard. Ta- I'm a, yeah, thank you. I'm going to tell him that. He's actually working. He's a working man now. He has to work to supply, support his beer habit, I think. <laughs> We've all been there. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm still there. You're still there. Of course you are. <laughs> Today, I have a special guest. She wrote a book. It's called The Dallas Divorcee. Shockingly, that I would be interested in that book. I don't know why. Her name is Jennifer Cross. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm going to talk about this book later, but it's such a funny read because it kind of revolves around the town that I live in. And, you know, we got some crazy women where I live there, Kevin. Not just me. I'm not the only one. (laughs) And so, yes, I am a Dallas divorcee, amongst other things. I think this is more like the Parky divorcee. But the Parky divorcee would not resonate with the country, as you know, they probably wouldn't understand the Parky. What's the Parky divorcee? Well, I mean, this is kind of about Highland Park. Okay, and, that's what I thought. Right, just, right. Just double check. So, if you live in Dallas, you'd kind of understand this. But if you live, you know, elsewhere, you may not understand it. But there's some funny shit in this book. I'm gonna tell you right now. I can. Oh, I'm every character I'm reading. I'm thinking, I know that person. Who is it? And I know it's a fiction. But come on, you got to spill the beans. It's loosely related on reality. <laughs> and your child went to an elementary school close to my child. And there's only four elementary schools in our town, so it's not a very large town. That is true. So I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But the first segment is always me and my mouth. And I get to do my weekly pedophile report. And I know. My Kevin, favorite. I know. I know how Kevin loves the weekly pedophile. I dread pedophile. it every week. But you know what? It's important. I like that you do it in the first segment. So we can just kind of get it out of the way. Okay. Let's like get it out of the way. Um, a friend of mine, Stacy Snap uh, Killian, she has an organization called JustUsLove.org. And they are all about um, highlighting inspirational people who are survivors of sexual abuse and who are happy getting the word out. So they came to my house on Saturday in the middle of two graduation parties and interviewed me for her highly successful. Oh, I saw pictures of that. Yes. Very cool. So we had a very open conversation and her producer was like, wow, I did. I, you, I had no idea. Well, it was this open. I mean, shockingly, but so it's going to, she's going to edit it. And it's going to come out a little bit. And we talked about very, you know, sexual abuse and, surviving and, and actually being able to enjoy sex at this age or at any age once you've been abused. And for some reason, it's not easy. But for me, I find it very easy. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, I went out with this guy who was a total nerd and one of the best lovers I've ever I had. I don't see you with a nerd. One of the best lovers I've ever had. Oh. I'm going to tell you that right now. I was like, whoa, wow. I was like, I never would have thought this in a million years because the guy before him was a total jock who sucked in bed. And I was like, wow, what? I, I mean, I'm going to go for nerds from now on. I've never yeah, been you know so happy not nerds. to be a jock. Yeah, I mean. I love the nerds. They're I, overcompensating in every way. They are overcompensating. And he's so fucking smart. Mm, I got to tell you, I'm going to stick with the nerds. Stick with the smart ones. So a friend of mine, Dina Miller, who did the polo on the lawn thing, she... Um, the Pelham on Lawn is what we did when we raised money for the Denton County Children's Advocacy Center where I went and was a judge right. and whatnot. Um, 
she posted, she always tags me on the craziest shit. And I don't know where she finds it because she was abused as a child and she was, she's always finding crap. And I don't know where she's looking. It's in some dark alley somewhere. She posts this woman who does one of those Facebook Live videos or whatever, I don't know what you call them. And she's talking about why pedophiles are okay. And it's a woman, can't be more than 30. She must be an advocate for those child sex dolls too then. Oh, yeah, the child sex dolls. Did you see those, Jen, the child sex dolls? I have seen those. So disturbing. It's so disturbing. So she posts that she thinks that it's okay that we introduce sex to children so they're comfortable with it, with an adult. What? I... I, What could fuck up a kid's head more than... It was a woman who was your age, Kevin. She was cute. She looked normal. She didn't have a belly and a come over because, you know, I always... profile my <laughs> pedophile of course and i was just like i i'm confused by your message do you think that we should introduce sex to these children at a young age so they're comfortable with it yeah i knew i knew, I knew the answer i, I no. see the look on your face because i know I i'm trying to wrap my head around it i mean even that i can't find any semblance of logic in that okay i'm gonna change subject it's like you. summer camp hey we're gonna do horseback riding then we're gonna have sexual exploration <laughs> yeah <laughs> With someone old enough to be your grandma. We're going to start sex ed in pre-K now. Oh I mean, that's, that's seriously what it sounds like. I Break just, out the cucumbers and bananas. Yeah. So we got some condom talk for you kids. <laughs> okay, so we're going to be handing out condoms. Speaking to, of children who know too much, this is a Robert story. I always have a good Robert story. He's drinking a sip of water after his baseball game, and he starts blowing bubbles back into the water, and he goes, "Mom, what does it sound like?" Like I'm a like, bong. <laughs> I go, I don't know what you're talking about. No, he, he goes, Mom, you know, that college thing. I go, what are you talking about? You know, Mom, the weed thing? And you totally ruined the joke before <laughs> I could answer it, and before I could say what Robert said. And I said, I, where the hell are you learning about what a bong sounds like? It was, I know, right? <laughs> I, that's not a proud parenting moment. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. I, of course you do. <laughs> he said college uh, thing. Very creative. That's true. Yes, he said college thing. He's precocious. Yeah. Speaking of precocious, before I get into the Dallas divorce, because I'm going to give you the whole next segment. You can tell me all about your book. And you want? I think we're going to do two seg- just do it in two segments this show. We okay. did that last time. Does that work for you? No, we did it in three. Did we? I like in threes. All right, we'll do it in three. God, that didn't over your head, Kevin. <laughs> You're supposed to catch this shit. This is a little upsetting for me. Okay, so summer, I'm three days in. I'm going to kill myself. Have you started summer yet? We started today. Okay. Oh. I've already gotten, I'm starving. Come oh. pick me up early from school. I'm not going to school today. Oh, no, no. We're, we've been out all week, and the kids are driving me nuts. Can you make me something to eat? Does the fridge not work? I mean, I, I swear. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so my daughter, she's got her permit last week, all excited, um, she's like, mom, can you make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And I said, you want me to drive, you want me to let you drive my $75,000 Mercedes Benz and you can't make yourself <laughs> a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Am yeah. I, am I missing something here? You're missing, yeah. I mean, you want to. If you're r- old enough to drive, you're old enough to If you're old drive enough to drive, you're old enough to pour yourself a glass of milk. Yeah. And so, oh God, I, I love her to death, but good God, I don't understand my kids. <laughs> so I've got to tell you the story about Richard. He 
Graduation night. We're going to graduation. There's a UPS package sitting on the entryway at Richard's house. And Richard's my ex-husband. We, we always do stuff together because we're like that fam- We're that divorced family that actually likes each other, not hates each other. Do you have any of those you characters? You need to start specifying. Say do Richard you, Jr. So yeah, I know do where you have any going. characters in your book that actually like each other? Because it seems to me like everybody hates each other. Well, you know, it's there's unu- always book two. It's unusual to actually <laughs> it's like It's evolving. Your, it's always unusual to like your... People all the time are like, what's wrong with y'all? So we're at his house. The picture, the, this UPS package on there, it's opened up. And I said, what was this, Richard? Little Richard. And he goes, I look at the form. It says three Metallica tickets. And I go, uh, you're going to be in Europe when Metallica's here. He says, oh, I got them for my teacher. And I said, how much did that cost me? $600 he charged my credit card to give his teacher three Metallica tickets. That's the luckiest teacher I've ever heard of in terms of gift giving. Okay. So I'm like, is it normal to accept a $600 no. gift from a kid? No, I wouldn't think the teacher would I used would to be accept. a teacher, no way. I, I wouldn't mean, think if you got a gift that. that big, would you immediately call the parents and go, uh, this, I, did your, this is a new, okay. Moving on down. So we're sitting at, so I want to bitch him out so badly, but you know, he's fixing to go walk down, you know, graduation aisle. So I can't, I just go, right. we're going to table this, but we're talking about this later. So he's, he's uh, talking to my sister-in-law and she texts her son and she said, did you have this teacher? And he goes, oh yeah, I had him. I had to buy him a bottle of scotch when I was a senior. I wanted to make sure I was going to pass. And so I'm like, uh, what? Your your teacher accepted. Is it is it unethical or illegal to accept alcohol from a minor? Well, I kind of taught in the hood, so I mean, I was offered yeah. tamales. I bought and, my teacher a kilo uh, of blow when I is when I a graduated. A kilo of blow, okay. <laughs> so, do you think? So, it's my understanding if it's a certain gift, it becomes income, or they have to decline it or accept as income, but they can't just say, "Oh, do you think that." That teacher called my sister-in-law three years ago when my nephew graduated and said, oh, thanks for the bottle of scotch. (laughs) (laughs) Is that me or is that unethical? I'm raising my hand to unethical. Okay. What what happened in this situation? Did the teacher happily accept those? So I sent a very terse email to the teacher. And I said, I'm just curious as to why a teacher would ever accept a $600 gift. Six hours later, he responds to me. Oh, I had no idea. I didn't know its value. Oh, you know, please. it's right there in the space value. And granted, he bought it at StubHub, so he paid two hundred a ticket. But it says one eighty a ticket. Why would he buy him three tickets? So I am livid. And yeah, why three? That's another good question. I, and why does he <laughs> know the teacher likes Metallica? And mom, mom, I swear he's a great teacher. I go, he's an unethical fuck. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it. Shady. So I asked a couple other friends, and he wrote Rex for them, and they bought him a glass, a bottle of wine to thank him. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say, you probably shouldn't accept alcohol from minors as thank you gifts. Yeah, probably not. I'm just going to say. Now, if I want to give a bottle of wine to a teacher because I'm a parent and I kind of do it mm-hmm. on the side. That's fine. That's, that okay. is appropriate. Okay. And let me is just say. Is it appropriate say, accepting a, well, a bottle of scotch when a kid knows he's failing and he's hoping that it passes him? Well, let me just say that this comes into the whole idea of entitlement. If oh. a kid is as much oh, yeah. of a shithead that you need to bribe the teacher to write Rex, that's on you as a parent, oh. asshole. Oh, so well. why don't you just like clue your kid in that if you're going to be a shithead at school and not get good Rex, you're going to suffer the brunt of the consequences or you're going to have me sitting my ass in the class every day making sure you're not a shithead. Well, what does that say about me that my son stole my credit card to buy $600? He didn't steal it because mom, I'm going to pay you back. What does that say about me as a parent when my child 
feels the need to still take my credit card and charge $600 worth of tickets without my knowledge. I think that that can mean a lot of things. It can mean that, first of all, he is an 18-year-old boy, and let's face it, they're about as stupid as 40-year-old men. And He's pretty point. entrepreneurial, though, in a lot and of ways. Let's go, actually, <laughs> let's go up to 50. 50? Yeah, I think I'm like, oh, God, yes, I know some 50-year-olds that are dumb as rocks. Kevin, you're fucked for 18 more years. That's right. <laughs> Don't even bother. You might grow up when you hit 50. I'm just th- going to cry, cry freeze myself until I'm Are you giving age. me the pinky penis? Because I think I have to cut bait here. I did a long time ago. Oh, God, because I want to get into this book because it's so fucking funny. Okay, Little Richard is in big fucking trouble. <laughs> I love him to death. We need an update on this situation. We yeah. will get an update. The teacher doesn't like me at all. I don't know why either. I'm one demeans. I'm one blunt woman. Coming up, the Dallas Divorcee. More of One Blunt Woman with Wanda Memes is next. One blunt woman. I have Jen Cross with me today, and she wrote the Dallas Divorcee. And there's some really good shit in this book. I got to tell you, I laughed because I feel like half these characters I know, even though I know it's fiction. Can I just want to put a couple names with this book? Can I? What no. can I guess? No, because the names have been changed to protect the innocent or not so innocent, whatever the case may be. Did you make them sound similar? Uh. I don't know. I mean, it makes me guess that one of the characters... So this is loosely based on the Park Cities yes. in, in uh, Dallas, which is an odd area because it's in the city of Dallas, but it's his own town within the, the city. Yeah, it's a bubble, right? My four kids um, live there. I mean, we've I've raised my four children there. And I have a love-hate relationship with Highland Park. I really do because I think it's great that my kids can ride their bike anywhere and they can walk at night, and I feel totally safe. They want to run to their friends that's three blocks away. Great. I mean, granted, I did that as a kid. You did that as a kid, but maybe we're a little bit, you know, more apprehensive about it at this point you in make life. It, you make it sound like it's like under the dome with this bubble thing. And well, and it is. I mean, it is safe, and I love that about it. I'm just not a huge fan of some of the people there. Well, sometimes when it rains, it does rain. Everywhere in Dallas, but the bubble. So there is, it is possible there is a dome. There could be an actual I have to dome. Say, that's actually kind of funny. I mean, there, there's a lot of affluence in the Park City. There's there a lot a of lot. divorce. There's a lot of affairs. There's a lot of fucked up people. It's a lot of pill popping. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That happens a lot of places around everywhere we live. I mean, granted, we do have a lot more disposable income than some places do, but. You live there. You raised your kids there for several years, and then you got a divorce, right? Exactly. Is that what inspired, what inspired you to write this book? Actually, no. I was working on a book of some sort about a woman of some sort. She was in a difficult situation, and with a marriage, and even then she wasn't planning on being divorced necessarily, but I was working on this through my writing classes before I even got divorced. And I think that after getting divorced and sort of experiencing what other people went through with divorce, I I met more people that had 
gone through divorces. And, and there were people that had good experiences, which mine was fairly good experience. It was not, it was obviously very sad and difficult, but I didn't have the experiences that some of these people shared with me. So when you were married, were you, did you not have a lot of divorced friends? Not really, no. Not, so none of your friends who were married were divorced or were getting a divorce? I had one very, very good friend that had been divorced. So most but of your friends of were all friends married. You were, were all in married. a married clique, which is very common. Yes. You hang out with the marrieds. Were you worried about the divorcees, like maybe coming after the husbands? Because there's that character in here who goes after, you know. Um, well, well, I guess he's, he's divorced. An husband. I... I've had friends was, date my exes, and I'm like, really? Do you have to sleep with the same guys I do? I mean, come on. Do you get your I own? Don't, I don't we're we're that. A, we're, a tiny pool of people that we have it's, to sleep with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> book two. I could give you so many great ideas. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Okay, so your characters. Um, one's getting a divorce. One is um, a couple of them are already divorced. And but the one getting a divorced, she is that Nat or Red? Nat is getting a divorce. Red is happily married. Red's the one that is he really happily married? Yeah. Okay. I haven't so far. I didn't I haven't finished the whole thing. Right. Um okay. So but in the Dallas divorcee, what what was your goal in this? It's just kind of not because there was that other book, Good Christian Bitches as we've all, there mm -hmm. was a TV show and whatnot. And I don't understand. I think it was just about talking about hypocrisy and religion and dating and Dallas and divorce and all this. My understanding of the Christian Bishes was that it was very specific to a specific thing that happened to someone. Oh, okay. And I think it did go into a lot of the hypocrisy, which you're going to see in any hyper-affluent, hyper-religious society. Okay. For me, the Dallas divorcee, it went. It, it took me several years to get the right path with it. Initially, when it really started gaining traction, it was around the time I was divorced, and it never was really a vehicle for me to discuss the divorce aspect because that part of my life was very not eventful. A lot of people didn't even know we were getting a divorce. We were very amicable. They, we just there were we had grown up in different ways, and I think for me, my character that I loosely base, base myself on is Nat, in the idea that she knows she wants more, and that's where I was. I knew I wanted more. Once I had my divorce, I was like, I don't want to be that stay at home mommy. I want to have more, and so she's going through a journey to find that. Um, but. When I initially wrote the book, it was a little bit more just about a woman wanting more. And it took a lot of revisions to get it to where I wanted it to be. And my goal was really two-part. It was to celebrate female friendships. because It was what, to what? Celebrate female friendships? Yes. But also show that we can all be flawed. We can all have maybe parts of ourselves we're not proud of. But that doesn't discount us as a person. We may all do think make mistakes. For instance, there are some mistakes that happen in the book with friends maybe going behind other friends' backs and things like that. But yes, all that. One of my favorite lines that you wrote is her lib her libido got in the way of her common sense. I mean, I, I'm totally guilty of that. Absolutely. Me I think too. we I think we all are. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are. I mean gotta be honest. Really, Kevin? And yeah. And I think that we have to accept that in this in this postmodern society, that is a very common thing that happens, particularly with the access we have to each other on a 24-7 basis these days. It's very easy to slide into communication and situations that you might 
never have had the opportunity to have. Right. Well, not to be a buzzkill, but that's what pedophiles think. Their exactly. libido gotten away their common sense. I'm just going to throw that out there. But moving on. I don't want to harp on the, the pedophile thing. One other comment you said in there is she asked if she could ever be happy without security, whether it was job security or husband security. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I question, I question myself that every day. I don't have a job, but I, I kind of, I have real estate, so it's not really like I go to clock you have in an income. I have an income. Um, but I don't have a husband. And, you know, I, I'm very content being independent. I don't, but I, I'm a Dallas divorcee, and I'm out there dating, and, all, and I'm in the Park Cities. Right. I, mean, I can relate with several of these characters. Not the character that does coke. Um, I can't relate with that because I don't do that. One of the, right. mo- one of the moms... One of the She's ladies. She's not one of your main characters. No. But you're, you're, she, I can you're, relate. you're ditching on her that she <laughs> ditches her kid to go out every night. And I do know moms like that. I do know moms like that as well. And this wasn't supposed to be a dig at anyone personally, but it was well, that. There's a handful of them, so. Well, yeah. And the thing is, is that <laughs> there, there is a over type. It. There, is, there, is a t- there are different types of women. Now, do I think that these women are, you know, unredeemable? No. And I think that... Well, they might want to get off the Coke. Yeah, I think so. But you know what? become redeemable. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I've, I'm not I've, a Coke person. I mean, I drink Coca-Cola, but I'm not... Have you ever done... You, we asked you this last week because we talked about my ex-girlfriend. Not like 10 years. Who, yeah, okay. Well... Women are Coke crazy. I've never, I've never had the experience myself. But all I can say is, is that I think like any addiction or any desire to feel better about yourself... People will try anything to feel better about themselves. Well, and any addict, once they quit one addiction, they'll just move to another addiction. Mm -hmm. I think so. I think so. You hear a lot about people that try to quit drinking or whatever, and they move to sex sex or to I know quite a few sex addicts. Kevin, are you one? I don't think so. No, Kevin. No. I am. Well. I did. I went to rehab for sex addiction. Did you really? Yeah. Oh. I did. It didn't help. <laughs> You'd laugh at that, Kevin. Everybody's addicted to something. I oh, mean, I know, on. and and I think I'm just addicted to guilt. So, but your book, where do we find your book? Where do you find it? You find it on Amazon. So you just go to Amazon, put in the Amazon, Dallas divorce. Yes, and you can you can download it on Kindle. It actually for the next few months, it's on Kindle Unlimited. So if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can get it for free through your membership. Or you can order a paperback, and I have a couple of book signings coming up. I have oh, one. Man. June 6th, I'm going to be at the Cedar Social. We don't have the exact times on that yet, but it'll be sometime in the early evening at the Cedar Social. What, is that a bar? Yes. It's a restaurant and bar in um, the Cedars District on Lamar. And then I also have... It's a great... Hot guys there? It's a great place. Hot guys? Um, Pretty good-looking guys. Okay. I'm Not coming. a bad place. I'm and coming. then Half Price Books is doing one from 1 to 3 on June 25th. Okay. And VHO Cliff, which is actually highlighted in the book, and the owner is actually in the book. He's probably one of the true-to-form characters in the book. Oh, and is he one of the dads? He's Vic. He's Vic. Okay, I haven't gotten to Vic yet. You should have gotten a Vic, maybe. I don't know how far you got. Vic is, it- Vic is the one where they're, they're having drinks and lunch all the time. Uh, oh, okay, I'll get to him in a minute. So, But a few of your characters, I love how you kind of categorize them. There's the lifer. Yes. The high achiever, and Kevin, this is my favorite, mm-hmm. the thirsty woman. Mm, what do you that's think my that, favorite, too. What do you think the thirsty woman means? Uh, I, I, would, I would assume horny? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, parched? <laughs> that's a woman who is... Looking for her next financial payout 
meaning her ship to come in. I call it a 401k. I call it a 401k. Absolutely. (laughs) And wouldn't we all like a vested 401k? You know, a big 401k at that. I I know people who have big 401ks, and the more children you have, the bigger the 401k. True. I mean, I'm just, I have four children with my, uh, the father of my children. And my son was calling a bunch of women gold diggers. And I go, well, do you think I'm a gold digger? Because when I married, I didn't have any money. He goes, no, mom, you made all your money. And I'm like, yeah, you don't know that. Just because you get, oh, I guess it's different when you get married at 25 versus getting married at 50. True. True. Very true. I like to say I'm digging for my own gold. Yeah. I call it gold You're a miner. digging. G-O-A-L. Oh, I saw I'm that. I'm a gold digger. Yes, I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a gold digger. What it's you- all about building the empire, ladies. Do not waste your time on him. Do it yourself. I totally agree with that. And I love how you said church is a social thing to do in town. I have been banned from the church. I don't think they want me there anymore. I don't think that's entirely a bad thing, but I don't know. <laughs> I think I'd be struck by lightning. But, you know, You'd be like struck a, by lightning? Oh, probably. Do you... I mean, there's some funny shit in this book. You say a lot of things that I say. Like, I always say, oh, that's a starter marriage. I read that in your book. And I yes. it's funny because what's a starter marriage? Yeah. Well, No what you, kids, no assets to split. Yeah, just sort of you're young and dumb. You know the divorce rate in 75205, which is the Park Cities, is right. well over 90%? Not surprised. Because people can afford to get divorced. Oh, is that what it is? And misbehave. Oh, and misbehave. I love that. Yeah, they go hand in hand. I do misbehave all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm divorced. And, you know, we, we do, there's a lot of sleeping around going on, which drives me nuts because... Could you just not sleep with the men I sleep with if we're friends? I mean, just could you pick your own guys? Just stay away from mine. I think that's a solid. I think that's a solid, that to, a expect solid to expect from people. I mean, don't hook up with mine because you know. Go, go I hate own. that. Yeah, we, I always a, hate when one of my buddies have double dipped. We're just like ah, uh, double dipped. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. we both were with the Ooh. same person. Yeah. Ooh, no. I mean, I have a rule: don't don't sleep with somebody's ex husband. Yeah, that should definitely be a rule. I mean, you could blow them, but just don't. Sleep with them. <laughs> <laughs> It's more of a guideline than a rule. Oh, my God. My speaker. There it goes. Okay, so. Wait, you only had one ear coming through? Yeah, but now I'm good. Okay. So I want to thank you for coming on my show. I think your book is really fucking funny. You got thank some really so good much. lights in here. I um, Maybe one day I'll get my book out, but I'm a little on the lazy side. I'm really not that lazy. I mean, I have four kids that I'm raising. Come on. I'm you have one to a means. lot going on. I do. I'm one to means. My website is onebluntwoman.com. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. One last thing, the relationship you have with yourself sets the tone for every relationship you have in your life. So make it a good one. I'm one to means. on Wanda Means One Blunt Woman podcast. Follow us on Facebook at Wanda Means One Blunt Woman and visit us on our website, JesusDivorceAndOver40.com.